You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined by the one and only Ben Weir. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, man. Well, we're going to be recapping the college football action that's been going on the last few weeks. We're going to jump back into week four, and Ben's Florida State Seminoles had a big win going into Clemson, came out with a big victory in overtime, 31-24. Ben, how pumped were you about that game? (laughs) I mean, I was definitely pumped to beat them. I can't say I was feeling good the whole way through. Uh, I I didn't think we played very well, and I just we just escaped, in my opinion. So I was I was stoked to win. Like I definitely want us to go undefeated, and make the playoff, but nerves were high. Yeah, I've actually got a friend from Arkansas. He lives in South Carolina now, and uh, he's a big Clemson fan. Grew up around there, and mm-hmm. I think his wife bought him tickets for the game, so he got to go to the game for his birthday. So. Unfortunately, okay. not the birthday present that he was probably hoping for, but I'm sure he still had a blast either yes. either way. So, but I'm I'm happy for, happy for you though that your team came out on top. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I just I, they can't play like that against everybody. So I don't I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how well we keep going. Well, after their impressive start, Colorado came plummeting back down to earth, losing forty-two to six to Oregon. This game just looked over from the kickoff. Colorado immediately looked outmatched. You know, just the the level of talent from one team to the other, like it was it was obvious who the better team was from the start. But what I don't understand is Colorado's cockiness. I'm sitting there like, why? Because yeah. for the last few weeks here, every team that's played Colorado has sat here and talked trash and said some things and gotten them fired up. So they've been on the positive end of that. So why would you now go and just do some of the dumb things? Like they're going the night before they're walking around the field and they're taking their cleats and just running it through the logo. And then, you know, some of the guys are just dropping expletives, you know, directed at certain players or the coaches for Oregon and just, just saying some really negative things. It's like, guys, stay in your lane. Like, what are you doing? And Oregon didn't say a word all week and that day and just let their game do the talking and just obliterated them. Yeah, no, I fully agree. And I just, I'm like, I'm the same as you. Like, why are you talking when you haven't, you haven't beaten anybody? Like, this is your first, your first test and you blow it because you get destroyed. But I actually liked what Lanning did for Oregon's coach. He saved the trash talking for like pregame when he was talking about the clicks. They play for clicks and we play for wins. And I was like, that's when you need to talk about that to hype your team up, not during the week. So it was smart. Yeah, it was very smart. And I actually watched a video. Oregon put together a video after the game and it was all the build up and lead up that week and just all the radio and the broadcasters talking about Colorado, Colorado this, Colorado that. And their players yep. just sitting there, just taking it in, taking it in. Okay, no mm-hmm. one's talking about us. They forget how good we are. We've got a Heisman right. Trophy candidate in our quarterback. And, yeah, let's just get out there and let's take it to them. And that, they, that's exactly what they did. Yep. Well, LSU in week four snuck out a close one against Arkansas, 34-31. Ben, what do you think about the Tigers there barely beating the Razorbacks? Yeah, they're, they just, I don't know. I feel like the same as last year. Because, I, I mean, when Florida State beat them, they were up and down. We kind of played better on like, throughout the year. I, I just feel like that's kind of the same MO that's going on with Brian Kelly's team. I mean, they still got Jaden Daniels over there. 
but yeah, surviving at home, especially having to go and, you know, win by, by three against Arkansas, who really isn't that good this year. So I'm, I'm very surprised at them. They're just, I feel like they're just kind of an up and down team. Well, the primetime game of that week was the number six Ohio State Buckeyes beating number nine Notre Dame 17-14 in South Bend, which very tough place to play. Buckeyes scored on the very last second. It doesn't get much closer than that. And what a gutsy call it was on a running play with a second to play. And it's like, you get in, good, you don't. That's the ball game. So very gutsy call by the coaching staff there. It worked out well in the Buckeyes' favor. Notre Dame's defense, watching that last drive, they gave up at least four third and long conversions on the final drive, including a third and 19 that's got the Buckeyes all the way up near the goal line. They also allowed Ohio State to convert a fourth down on that drive and then missed an easy interception opportunity that obviously would have iced the game. Something else important to mention that I'm going to read from a meme says, the Notre Dame fan said, Lord, during most of the game, I noticed 22 footprints in the grass, but during the most difficult times, I noticed only 20. Were you carrying us? The Lord saith, <laughs> no, buddy. Your coach sent 10 dudes out on the field. You know, Ben, it's bad enough to do it once, but twice oh, and on the two most important plays of the game. What was your reaction yeah. to this and the game as a whole? I didn't even know it was a thing until, like, after the talk came out about it, like, but it, I could understand them doing it at the horseshoe. I mean, in Columbus, I, I totally could understand Marcus Freeman making that mistake. But this is this is your this is your place, man. This is your house. Like, what the heck are you doing? And why aren't you calling a timeout? Like, they had a timeout for sure. So I don't know what he was thinking. Like, why not call it? But man, like it's the worst time ever to make a to have that kind of a I don't even know like just a coaching blunder. It was it was horrible, absolutely horrible. And like I said, you do it once, okay, but then how do you not catch it for the next play? <laughs> like, you know, so, there, there's oh, one guy on the sideline, his job is to sit there and go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, are we good? Yeah. No. So he wasn't doing his job. <laughs> somebody up in the somebody up in the booth, man, sitting there like, Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, it's like how do you not I don't know, man. Yeah, it's nah, I don't know. Don't make any sense. Well, moving on to week five now. Colorado put their big boy pants back on and competed well against USC. Unfortunately, still wasn't enough as they fell to the Trojans 48-41. Ben, good bounce back effort here by Colorado. But again, USC, just a better team, more talented team, and they were able to come away with a win here. Caleb Williams played lights out for sure in this game. I mean, this was another one where I thought it was going to be just like annihilation of Colorado. Because I mean, it was, what, 34? I'm looking at 34-14 at halftime. So like, I thought Colorado was just playing it down again. Like it's gonna, and they're gonna let USC score a ton of points in the second half. But man, they made it a game. I mean, they got within one score, forty-eight, forty-one. But no, I feel like Caleb Williams. I I can't imagine him not winning uh, almost an MVP. I'm thinking NFL <laughs> Heisman. I can't imagine him not at least being in the race again for the Heisman. But yeah, at least at least Colorado showed some fight in the second half and came back and made it a game. Well, our guy Mark had to be thrilled. His Kentucky Wildcats beat the brakes off number 22 Florida, 33-14. Ben, what did you think about this performance by the Wildcats? Yeah, uh, a little surprising. Uh, I don't think Florida's any good, so I'm not necessarily surprised that they beat Florida super bad, but I don't think Kentucky's really that great either. Uh, but a good start at 5-0 and for them, being a ranked Florida team. I know it's always 
special for them to beat uh, their rivals. So that was a good win for them. Number one, Georgia finally had some pushback from a team as unranked Auburn made them sweat things out before hanging on for a 27-20 win. The Bulldogs actually trailed by 10 in this game were able to fight their way back in it. They may or may not have gotten a little bit of help from the officiating crew, but the Tigers still had plenty of chances to come away with a huge upset in this game. Yeah, I just haven't been impressed by uh, Georgia this year. Like, I feel like they've struggled against very small teams, and then they finally kind of turn it on later in the game, uh, which is fine. I mean, they're, they're going to probably get through the SEC. Like, I don't, just looking at their schedule, I'm not necessarily, like, worried for them, but I don't know, man. I just I don't feel like this is the same Georgia team that has won the last two years. I mean, I know their defense is still really good. I just don't I don't see it necessarily happening for a three peat form. But I, I mean, definitely could be wrong. Brock Bowers is probably one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end I've seen in college. He's a beast, man. But we'll see if they can carry this and actually play a full four quarters throughout the year. They better not three peat. They I sh- hope not. Sh- I really, I don't. They yeah. shouldn't. They shouldn't have won back to back. I'm still bitter last year, Ben. I don't know if we ever talk, got to talk uh, yeah. about this after, but yeah. Yeah. that hit on Marvin Harrison Jr. was targeting. Mm-hmm. I don't care what. The, I mean, people mm-hmm. have come out after the fact and they've said that guy should have been gone. That should have been because that would have set up first and goal at the one. There's a touchdown yeah. instead. It settled for a field goal. Now, obviously, Ohio State yep. still blew it. You know, they couldn't play defense. They're giving up big plays down the field. So shame on them for that. But Obviously, a huge play, knocking out our best player, too, on top of basically yep. taking away a touchdown. You knock, you take out the best player, and now yep. there's a weapon that is gone for the rest of the game. So, yeah, re- yeah. Re- really a bummer there. I mean, you could obviously, Mich- but I feel like Michigan got hosed, too, in the TCU game. So, you can look at it as, like, the two teams that were in the national championship shouldn't have been, and the guys that got knocked right. out really should have been there, but... Obviously, I don't think anyone right. wanted a, a Big Ten championship rematch, even though that probably actually would have been the best game. Well, oh yeah, I mean, I would have one hundred percent taken Ohio State Michigan again over what the seventy point beat down that TCU snooze so, fest. Yeah, yes. So I would one hundred percent. I love watching Ohio State Michigan. I'm excited for this game this year. For well, I don't know if Ohio State's going to be excited for it, but I. <laughs> but I'm excited to watch it again. So I would have loved to see that, but I a hundred percent agree with you. I, they definitely Georgia did not deserve to be there last year at all. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess he was going to be going to the horseshoe for the first time ever in a few weeks. Well, about a month. Dude, this are you guy. for real? Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My guy came through off. I told you about that. The, the guy that I met at, yes. at the camp and got to be good yep. friends with. Yeah. He, he hooked me up with a couple of tickets, and so, Lord willing, uh, Megan and I are going to go down there. It's uh, Ohio State, Michigan State, so I'm excited. Ooh, that'll be a good one. So all right, all right. Pretty decent. Very nice. Yeah, nice. Well, in a high-scoring affair, getting back on track here, number 20, Old Miss beat number 13, LSU, 55-49. Yeah, I mean, this was a, this was a back-and-forth game, but um, I don't – to, to me, maybe you can explain it. Like, I don't understand the running on the field thing because, like, it's a quote-unquote upset for Ole Miss, but is it really at the same time? I, I'm not really convinced that it was an upset for them. I mean, they played they played well. I mean, but again, this is like LSU. Like, I just I don't understand this team. They've got a really great team, and they just can't seem to put the pieces together. Ole Miss has got, you know, Jackson Dart's a really good quarterback too, but 
but yeah, I just never understood the running on the field when it's really a, a I just it's not an upset to me. I don't know. It's just interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that. They have gotten yeah. way too carried away with the running on the field thing. Yeah. It used to be yeah. not too long ago. It used to be only if you beat the number one seed. If you knock yeah. if you knock down the number one team in the country, like obviously that's a huge deal. You've earned oh, it. Yeah. Go on the field, have a blast, whatever. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, yeah, if you beat anybody that's even slightly higher than you, it's like unranked, whatever, beat the number yeah. 25 seed. Yeah, <laughs> let's go run on the field. Guys, they're barely better than you. Like, right. <laughs> it doesn't make any right. sense. I would, I would be embarrassed. No. I would be embarrassed yeah. as a football player watching like my school come flooding on me. Like, guys, stop it. Yes, we won, but what are you doing? <laughs> and I would be embarrassed if I was a student taking part in that, like, Oh my goodness! I don't understand. Seven spots ahead, like a thirteen versus a twenty. Uh, nah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, well, I'm not gonna lie. Going back to that Georgia uh, Auburn game, they showed a stat during the game that Auburn had knocked out, knocked off the number one seed, like four of the last six years that they've played a number one seed. Dang! So it wow. was, and one year was two different. One, it was Alabama and. I can't remember somebody else. It's like they did it twice in a year and then, yeah, two more times or three more times in a five-year span. Like, it was crazy. And so it was like it was like set up for them to do it again, and obviously they, they weren't able to do it. It came up a little short. But I was like, as soon as they showed that stat, I was like, uh-oh, watch out. <laughs> but you know what? They showed it. That's why it didn't happen. If they wouldn't have right. said anything, maybe yeah, it would have happened. Been, we would have been talking about something different here, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Well, to finish off week five, you had number seven, Washington, surprisingly struggle against unranked Arizona, but they were still able to win 31-24. Been a little surprising there by Washington, you know, having trouble putting them away? Oh, yeah. Arizona, I mean, Arizona just doesn't. I can't even remember the last time if they've ever even had a good football team. So, I mean, I was really surprised. But, again, I hate this about Pac-12 games. I mean, they're on so late. And you can't ever watch the games. Like, it's on, like, at 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and it's just like, nah, I'm, I'm sleeping by that time. <laughs> but Michael Penix, like, looking at stat-wise, like, I mean, he threw for 363 but didn't throw a touchdown, and he's been a Heisman, talk, like, Heisman hopeful, so we'll see how they can keep going. But, yeah, it just didn't make any sense. I guess being on the road definitely helped Arizona, but, yeah, I just I felt like this should have been a beat down. Well, that takes us to week six. We start off with number 12, Oklahoma had a massive upset victory in week six over Texas, 34-31, which Texas, I believe, was ranked third at the time. You know, this rivalry never seems to disappoint, and Ben, this one lived up to the hype. Dude, this was, oh my gosh, this was a great game. I was going back and forth between Ohio State game and this one, but then I, I kind of fixated on this one. I don't know how um, Gabriel made that touchdown pass. I thought for sure that that pocket was getting smushed on him and he was going to get sacked and they were just going to kick a field goal to tie the game. But that dude, man, I don't know how, I just don't know how he threw it out of there, but that was a, a fantastic game. Uh, Texas should be ashamed. I mean, they definitely should have at least let him have a field goal to tie the game. Never should have had a chance to score a touchdown in that position. But no, this was huge for Oklahoma because everybody's been talking big about Texas. I mean, they already knocked off Alabama and, uh, uh What's his name? Quinn Ewers didn't really even have a great game through two picks, two big picks. Uh, so this is no, this is a big win for Venables in Oklahoma for sure. Unranked UCLA had a nice victory in Week Six, upsetting number thirteen Washington State twenty five seventeen. Now there's a game 
I still wouldn't, but if you're going to rush the field, you're unranked, you beat a 13 seed, okay, I'll allow it. But Yeah, this was a little bit surprising to me because Washington State's come along. They've beaten two ranked teams. Uh, Wisconsin, I'm not necessarily saying, was a great number 19 team, but then they they beat Oregon State um, by 3-2. So, like, I was really surprised to see this because UCLA hasn't necessarily played fantastic football. So, very surprised. I, I know it was in uh, the Coliseum, but, like, no, very surprised to see to see Washington State watch, walk, walk out with an L. Then you had number 11, Alabama, had a little trouble as they beat Texas mm-hmm. A&M 26-21. Then I think we've gotten so used to the tie dominating for so long. This is really foreign territory. Good territory, though. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I really do. And it's just funny. I mean, I, I honestly love that Jimbo Fisher, like, I just cannot beat Saban. I know he beat him that one time, but, like, Saban just keeps beating him. And I honestly, I hate I hate Alabama for sure. Like, they're my most hated team. But it is, it, to me, being an FSU fan, just seeing Saban, or not Saban, just seeing Fisher struggle is hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like that the committee is finally – not ranking, keep ranking them up because they, they did drop them really far when they lost, which is unusual for the committee to do that. And then they haven't really put them back in the top 10. Um, I'm sure after this one, they might be back in the top 10, but like still it's, it's nice to see that um, them struggling. I, I would love to see them get a second loss to make sure that we don't see them for whatever reason in the playoff. But, but yeah, it's nice to see. Well, going to the rankings now after week six, you've got Georgia still number one, Michigan at two, Ohio State jumped up to three, Florida State moved up to four, you got Oklahoma at five, Penn State six, Washington seven, Oregon eight, Texas nine, USC 10, Alabama not in the top 10, sitting at 11 right outside. North Carolina 12, Old Miss 13, Louisville 14, Oregon State 15, Utah 16, Duke 17, UCLA 18, Washington State 19, Tennessee 20, Notre Dame 21, LSU 22, Kansas 23, Kentucky 24, and Miami 25. Here's a fun fact for you, Ben. For the first time since the introduction of the AP poll, which goes back to like 1930, the basketball blue bloods are all ranked in football at the same time. So that's Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and UCLA. What in the world? Wow. Yeah. What, where are we? <laughs> what reality is this? 2023, man. Crazy stuff's going on. Those guys are actually good at football. <laughs> Can I just say, though, you're not going to agree with this because you're an Ohio State fan, but that's okay. Can I just say, that the jump over Florida State for Ohio State makes makes no sense to me whatsoever. But it's fine. I know it doesn't matter until the end of the post, like the end. But like, this makes no sense to me. I mean, truthfully, I'll agree with you. Despite being a fan, I mean, oh, wow. I I honestly, <laughs> I, well, I I don't like that. Like, because you're still both undefeated, right? Right. So like, right. if you would have lost, yeah. obviously, there's the swap or whatever. But like. We keep we both keep winning. Like until somebody loses, yeah. you shouldn't fall. Now I understand strength yeah. of schedule and everything. And truthfully, LSU losing is hurting you guys because obviously that was such a good right. game. Right. You guys were both yeah. ranked high early on, and then obviously yep. LSU keeps dropping down. So that that win, as impressive as it was, is looking less and less yeah. impressive because LSU keeps losing. They keep struggling. So 
I, maybe that's where it is because now all of a sudden your strength of schedule got less because of that. That's my only guess is why they dropped you because other than that, and then, I mean, I don't. which makes sense, which makes sense. But then I look at like, but Notre Dame, I would say like the same thing because again, they're starting to drop. They've dropped their second one now. And now they've got a USC this weekend, which they're probably going to drop a third one. But I don't know. At the same time, Notre Dame plays. Notre Dame has a typically a really hard schedule. Like they're always scheduled because they're independent. So they're always scheduling different teams. But that would make sense because you're right. LSU losing again, like I mentioned before, them flip flopping. Yeah, the lot. The win doesn't look as impressive. So that makes sense. Speaking of Notre Dame, I was talking to my brother-in-law a few weeks ago, and we're both in agreement. I think it's silly, and you probably agree too with their whole like independent or whatever like pick a conference guys like i don't care where you go just go somewhere like stop with the independent stuff and we get to schedule whoever we want and all that my brother-in-law is like listen you guys either pick a conference or you're not playing football like he's (laughs) he's got the extreme (laughs) you know like but i was like hey i mean that'll put their feet to the fire a little bit you know and make it make them pick or something because i i don't understand that because they're in a conference for basketball the ACC, ACC. Exactly. Like, why? So why not? Why aren't they in the ACC for football? Like what? What even is that? And who, who signed off on that back when? And and how come someone hasn't been like, listen, put your? They put their foot down and are like, you guys need to go somewhere. Right. Like, I mean, what is the point? What is the what is the point of an independent? Like, really, what is there is there's no point. So yeah. Other than the fact you just get to schedule whoever you want. So yeah, whoever you feel like it. So I just. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, come join the Big Ten. Everybody else is, so you know. True. <laughs> <laughs> Super conference. Oh man. Well, that's gonna do it for this college football recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.